The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. And right now I want to welcome Amaya to the phone. Is that your name, Amaya? Yes, ma'am. Oh, thank you. I got that right. And you're having some bad dreams. What's going on? A lot of really weird, random, creepy dreams. Creepy dreams. (laughs) And you've been having them for how long? Um, a couple of years. A couple of years. And you're Mm -hmm. how old now? I'm 17. 17? Yes, ma'am. 17. And before, when you, there was a time when you didn't have bad dreams, correct? When you could get a good night's sleep? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you think happened? What is your best explanation as to something that happened a couple of years ago that made your nights less pleasant? I've been trying to figure that out. Okay. Any trauma? Anything that went on that you're aware of? Um, well, uh, not something that doesn't normally affect me. Okay. So you can't remember anything specific, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, what is the essence of the dream? Can you just, in maybe a few sentences, just tell me what the dreams are about? Oh, there's a lot of anger in them, I guess. A lot of anger. Okay. Anger towards whom? Uh, the adults. Yeah. Adults. And if the anger could talk, what would it say in those dreams? Your anger towards the adults. It's better to be quiet. <laughs> to be quiet to them? So they're nagging a lot? Okay. You mentioned the word creepy, though. What makes them creepy? I don't know. It comes out in weird The anger comes out in weird ways? Yeah. In what ways, hon? Well, more in, like, angry, scared kind of way, I guess. Okay. So there are two emotions you're feeling. One is angry and one is scared. And if your fear could speak, if that feeling of being afraid could speak, what would that say? What are you afraid of? Uh, Being touched, I guess. Being touched? Yeah. Being touched in what way? In an angry way. (laughs) In an angry way. So, you mean, has that happened in your life where an adult has hit you or physically Uh, hurt you? Yeah, a couple times. Okay, by whom? Do I have to say that? You don't have to say it, honey. Okay. But it's it's somebody, it's an adult in your life. Yeah. And they're still in your life. Okay, if you feel that you've been abused and you feel powerless, like you can't do anything about it, I'm assuming yeah. that this is, is this physical or sexual? Uh, both. Both. Okay. So you are in a different category. You definitely, if you're, if you're 17 years old, you definitely want to get help for yourself, honey, ASAP, as, as soon as possible. Is yeah. there a therapist, or is are you in school right now? Yeah, I'm going to school. Do you have a counselor that you could speak to? Uh, I do. He's, he's out of his league when it comes to my problems. He's like, he doesn't know how to deal with them. Oh, he doesn't know how to deal with them? Mm-hmm. I'm stunned. Could he, could he recommend a, a psychologist that you could go see? A therapist? Uh, he's, he's tried to. Oh, you need, he tried to, and what happened? Uh, it's the whole money thing. Okay. Are you near a university where they have a, te- or like a teaching university where they have a sliding scale? I'm not sure. Well, you want to call whatever state you are in, call your state 
psychological association and explain that you are being physically and sexually abused and that you're 17 years old, you don't have money, and you want to know what resources are available to you. If there is a decent adult in your life, maybe a grandmother or somebody else whom you feel you could reach out to, you could work with them. They may pay your way gladly. They may know the situation. But you need to you need to be worried about safety issues because sometimes if the perpetrator finds out, they put the clan you know that they're even more angry towards you. But I think if you're looking to deal with your dreams, I think the dreams are basically sending you a message of what? Yeah. To get some help for yourself, right? Yeah. So if you're telling the adults to be quieter to, to uh, you know, and let me just tell you something about. Cognitive therapy is a type of therapy that gives you an enormous amount of skills, thinking skills. And if you're angry, that that's your uh, that's your mind's way of gr- grasping that things are not fair. And if it's big anger, then things are really not fair. Abuse is in the category of not fair. If you're scared, it means that you're worried that you know. S- uh, you're afraid, you're fearful, you're anxious, you're uncertain about what they could do to you. And you need to be able to get some professional help, people who are on the good side, who are going to help you uh, stand up to the perpetrator or at least get out of the the hands of the perpetrator. So definitely yeah. get, would you, would you promise to get some help for yourself for me? I promise. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for your call, and I wish you sweet dreams tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. And here's an email I received from Jeff about sex. Is it abnormal or unhealthy for a 21-year-old single male to view and masturbate to pornography on a daily basis? I'm concerned that I may have a sexual addiction. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, My husband's response was, is he kidding? When I was 21, it was on an hourly basis. So I have three points to make on this, Jeff. The first one is, what type of porn are you looking at? If it is erotica, sensual, and basically, it doesn't have to necessarily be pure vanilla, but if it's healthy then that's not going to hurt you. If it's degraded, if it's harmful, vicious, hurting, you definitely want to question why that's your choice. Uh, So I'm going to assume that it's sensual erotica, that it's just nice. Then the second question is the frequency. If you're doing it daily, meaning once or twice a day, man, that can be healthy. It can be nurturing your sexuality. More people need to do that because they lose their sexuality over time. If you can learn to be a wonderful lover, get new ideas, and learn how to enjoy your own body and how to please another partner eventually, there's no harm with that. But if you're doing it hourly to the exclusion of your career or any real relationship, then what you're having is a pseudo-relationship with your computer screen and your mouse. The third point is values. What values are at stake? If, and I mentioned that briefly before, but if you don't ever want to have a loving partner and just want your computer screen, that's fine. If you want a lifetime loving relationship, then you want to monitor the frequency and make sure you leave time for that. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. 
What if, as is often the case, you learn that you and your partner do not like exactly the same methods or techniques of intimacy? This is a common situation. Consider occasionally stepping out of your comfort zone and try experimenting with things your partner likes. There is great selfish pleasure in giving pleasure because you treasure your partner. But if you strongly dislike some activity, your partner needs to fully respect your right to say no. Finding different ways to give one another pleasure is an exciting part of your relationship. And when the relationship is trusting and passionate, partners are usually more willing to experiment. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.